hear you. Welcome home radio. The waters in the mortgage industry can be pretty muddy. Whether it's investing, leasing, renting, home insurance, or myths and misconceptions, Welcome Home Radio has the answers for you, the consumer. And now, to help you make the right home buying decision for you and your family, here are your hosts. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio, where real estate lending and learning come together. It is December 28, 2022, and we're here for our final show of the year. We're going to do a quick overview of 2022 and kind of give you a perspective of what 2023 might look like. want to welcome in Tom and Al and I, wonderful co-host. How are y'all? Doing well, man. This year is almost gone, brother. It is. It is. I, I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to wear to the, from the bedroom to the living room to watch my New Year's come into play because I just don't get out there on crazy New Year's Eve. You're going to oh. shame, though, between now and then, right, Santa Claus? Do I have to? <laughs> just wear your jammies and a robe. There you go. I, I'm all for that. I can do that. There you go. Yeah, we, we we had a tough Christmas. Grandma this year didn't have any grandkids around, so she's uh, she's struggling over not having the grandkids close by. That can be tough. It can be. It really can. I guess be. that's why she's planning to travel out there in January. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this is the year for my kids to go to their other side of their family. So. Well, we keep being told that we're coming next year, but then next year never comes. You, really, you ever have that part happen? I, I haven't mean, had that yet, but that could <laughs> definitely develop itself. That sounds like a title for a cool song. Yeah, there you or go. Movie. Next year never happens. <laughs> hey, want to go over what a crazy, crazy year we had. Uh, yeah. If we take a look back 12 months, I mean, we saw us fall from rates of two and a half to three, up to four or five, and all the way up to seven and three eighths. I, I, just unbelievable to me what was happening this year. I mean, what, what is the most memorable part for you guys? Well, I'll I I just been a different year completely. I mean, I was a realtor through the two thousand six, seven, and eight thing. And that was, 
you know, lots of inventory and prices were cheap on everything and investors were buying up and, and it was a, you know, but sold plenty of those throughout that this year has been compared to 2008, but I don't, I don't feel that um, to me, this has just been a really huge and quick adjustment and boy, what a difference interest rates make when it comes to home buying and, I think well, that's yeah. that a lot of people have relearned. I mean, you, you you've experienced where people are paying fifty to a hundred thousand dollars over asking to literally non-existent activity. Uh, to me, it just seems like everything was a blur for a while, and then all of a sudden, it just went to complete halt. Twenty twenty two is the only year I can remember where literally there were lines to get into an open house. And, you know, late 2021, early 2022, <laughs> unbelievable. And I don't miss that. I mean, that's not fun for every anybody because there's only one buyer for every house. And back then there was like 27 upset buyers that didn't get it. And you can yeah. only go that, through that so many times. And that all culminated, I think, where we went through that in 2022. A lot of the buyers got out of the market. They were frustrated. Now we're going to add interest rates to the mix. There's another reason I don't want to buy right now. And um, getting into 2023, I think a lot of stuff's going to change for the better. Tom, what did you see for 2022? What was the biggest change or impact or notice data point for you? Well, that uh, Champion School of Real Estate decided they would renew my contract for another year. That is a miracle. That's what, that's what I thought. <laughs> I have to be grateful for the small things. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm from the education side, I'm still taken back with the absolute number uh, of people that are still wanting to get licensed either as loan originators or as uh, realtors. And so you always, uh, this comes to my topic that I really wanted to hit upon today was it, it's employment and the employment factor, not only for last year, but this year, we've still maintained um, incredibly low unemployment figures. And that's really you know, it, it flies in the face of a recession. I listened to this uh, presentation Janet Yellen did yesterday, and I thought to myself, you know, there was a lot of good arguments about, well, we're going to be in a recession. It's going to be really bad, yada, yada, yada. But if you have people employed, it's hard to have a recession. It really is. And I think of my own daughter down in Austin. You know, Austin's a, obviously a pretty good job market, but the young people in today's world, they know how to go about just kind of making ends meet when they have to do it. Uh, you know, I, they talk about the gig economy and Marin went down to Austin with no job with her sharing rent with, you know, three other ladies uh, in this nice house that she, you know, they uh, finagled from one of our friends up here in uh, Dallas and um, as a result of that, I, I just was like, well, you know, you don't have a job. What are you going to do? 
And sure enough, she came through like a champ. I mean, she did the um, Uber thing, the Lyft thing. She did the gig economy stuff. And she made ends meet until that point where somebody came along and said, yeah, we need you. And Okay, can I ask a question here? Yeah. I understand Uber. I understand Lyft. What is gig? Gig economy just is a reference to the monies that can be made out with using gigabytes on the computer, uh, getting into the uh, economy, whether you're selling stuff across the internet or eBay. I mean, there's the gig economy is a reference to multiple, multiple electronic offerings that are out there to earn money. And Um, most of them are illegal. Yep. And a lot of them are, but they're called side hustles. A lot of them. And it's really happening. Well, old people call it side hustles. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think a few young people do too. Okay. 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 Well, that's amazing. I, I, the one, the one I, I always hear about everybody that I know that's doing a side job, side hustle, side, whatever, uh, is Amazon. They, they love to go and do part-time Amazon work. And, you know, the utopia is to get on their Amazon exempt or exception, exception program where you're part-time, but you get to pick your hours and then it matches with what your, you know, standard business practices and allows you to do different things, whether it's on Saturday, evening times, that sort of thing. So I had not, not been aware of this gig economy. So I'm, Something new for me to learn. Well, Tom's right well, about the economy. You know, the people working, and this is just so much different to me than 2008. I just feel yeah, right. Me. You know, and it. Uh, the other thing is, I think the thing that's just bothering people a lot right now is the inflation. That that is just a tough pill to swallow. And when that can come down a little bit, we'll all be better, and I think we're going to be fine. And 2022 definitely was the year of the inflation. You know. It was definitely the year of the inflation where price consumer prices went up on just about everything. And um, hopefully we're coming out of that. I think we are. And I 2023, think I think, is going to be, you know, better. So uh, I'm really looking forward to 2023. I love waking up in the morning. <laughs> you want to you want to see 2022 in the rearview mirror? Is that what you're saying? 2022 uh, in the rearview mirror. Yeah, 2022, yes. 2023, not yet. I don't want to see that in the rearview mirror. No. I want to look forward. (laughs) Well, I think that's a pretty good basis of what we've seen. We've seen major transitions. We've seen buyers and sellers. We've seen a a seller's market convert to a buyer's market. And as we go into 2023, I think one of the key things that, that people need to be aware of, uh, I'm sure they're they've been they've seen a data point of it or heard about it, but but loan limits are increasing, increasing across the board, conforming or conventional loan limits up to 726.2 and could be as high in the higher price area as over a million. And then, of course, FHA across counties, 472.03. So now we're going to see effectively January 1st, 2023, these loan limits go into effect. Therefore, that makes a lot of the jumbo loans come down into a standard conforming loan limit, which allows them unique opportunities. You don't have to have a certain amount of down payment for a jumbo, or you don't have to have certain things. 
you can go into a standard mortgage. And as home prices continue to hold, I'm not saying they're increasing, but they're definitely not decreasing. Uh, that's going to help out a lot of buyers. Would you say, would you all agree? Well, there was this article about high cost loans in some areas, of course, throughout the United States are high cost areas. So when we talk about the uh, San Diego's and Los Angeles's and coastal uh, situations, Boston's and the New York cities, you can now put down 5% on a million dollar loan. Wow. Think about that. It hurts. It hurts to think about that. <laughs> it's a pretty amazing. It doesn't bother me any because I'm not going there to buy any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I mean, don't you see that as a, a, a benefit to some of these people getting approved as well as it's, it's easier on the loan process, the qualifications, the underwriting processes, they're all standardized with that increased loan limit from six, 679 to would you, I mean, am I the only one saying this or agreeing with this or is, or does that make sense? I think you're talking to yourself. Oh, okay. No, think about people though, that bought their homes at 730, got a 730 loan, 740 loan. What can they do next year when rates go down? They can take that jumbo rate and actually now roll it into a conventional rate, a much better rate. And that could double up as far as, uh, uh, additional activity in the marketplace for mortgage lenders, of course, but also give uh, relief to some of those people that had to pay. Jumbo rates are typically, you know, higher by a percent over the conforming uh, fixed rates. Yeah. I think markets have a way of being creative in situations. And, you know, I know it's markets with numbers and algorithms and all that stuff, but companies have a way of being creative in times like these. And I think we see the best of that when things are going crazy on inflation. Well, I think one of the things about the economy that's changing and I, and the other topic that I thought is right now we have an economy that a lot of people are living off of credit cards. They are maxing out their credit cards. They are. And of course, coming out of Christmas, a large portion of the, of the economy lives off of credit cards. They, they start paying that January debt off. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of challenges in that front uh, of debt increasing for people, especially those that are still living off of credit cards. Would you all agree or disagree with that? Because it's been growing um, since really July. And that leads into maybe missing a payment here and there. And Blair, you've said a hundred times how tragic that can be when you're going to buy something, you know, especially a house. Yep. A hundred point impact for one 30 day late payment. That's recent. And yeah, recent that probably goes up this time of year. Yeah, I would say you're right. That's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. So what do y'all see for 2023? Well, I come back to the employment thing. I, I I'm kind of hung up on that because here at the trailing end of the year, we're getting announcements. You know, Amazon laid off 50,000 50, people. Uh, Twitter or Twitter or Twerker or whatever that thing is. Twerker. Uh, they, laid off, uh, they laid off another uh, half of their employment uh, workforce. So you've got these numbers being offset with these high amounts of layoffs. And so will 
see this kind of, uh, I think, uh, arsitic type of jump in January with the, you know, the actual number of people being unemployed. However, again, our economy has become so flexible with replacing people into job places. Those people that are in the technology side, the service side, the delivery side can go and find employment very quickly, even in these transitional periods. And younger people, I will say, are less stigmatized by being a waiter or waitress at Waffle House for two months or whatever it might be. I saw this lady on TikTok and it was funny. She sat, she sat down and she said, okay, let's count my tips from tonight from Waffle House. And she had worked an eight hour shift. She made $240 in cash. And the night before she'd made 317. So, you know, people are opening up the purse strings. There's a lot of people with the haves that realize there are a lot of people that have not, and it's a good time of the year to be able to help those folks. So, so what do you what do you see as do you think it's improving or not improving? I, I think what will happen is it will get worse, but uh, the offset will be that there's going to be there's going to be higher unemployment, but just it's going to be artificially high because uh, again the generation that I know that's out there in the workforce uh, gets back into the workplace pretty quickly. They're not motivated to take government assistance or unemployment type situations, they want to go ahead and make their living. And that's, that's what I'm experiencing or seeing from my perspective of people that come into my classroom there. I have, <laughs> this is shameful, but I don't know how many people I've had come into my classroom in the last three, five months who are teachers saying we're done with it. They're just finished with being in that role. And I mean, they went and got a four-year degree to do what they're doing. And they're four, five, six years into it. And they're just saying, you know, the public treats us so badly now, we, we're going to quit. And that's the truth. I mean, it really is the truth. So until, you know, we start taking better care of ourselves and loving on each other a little bit better, uh, we're going to see those people say, I can find another solution I'm going to go out and sell houses. I can find something where I'm self-employed. I'll start my own bakery, you know, um, sell food out of my house and yada, yada, yada. So there, there's lots of situations in here where we're beginning to see the flexibility in our economy really does promote people finding the niche that they're happiest with, that they're not I, ready I, to be Well, and that, that's where the gig becomes the primary. The, the gig becomes the primary. Yeah, right. And it's really happening a lot. I mean, the YouTube creators have gone from, I'm going to get a YouTube channel to I know. hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on a lot of them, you know? So it's, it's an interesting concept. And I, it goes back to what I was talking about with the creativity times like this do make people creative. And, you know, it's a shame teachers are getting out of teaching, but not anybody that I know doesn't understand why they are getting out. So good for them finding something else and, you know, welcome, come be a realtor. Well, I, I have a business owner that I, I know very well. He's at his retail stores for in excess of 25 years. And he hires a manager to run one of his stores. And of course he, this manager wants to help out his friend and he hires them got rid of an employee that was probably their best part-time employee, hired this new guy. And then two days later, the guy 
he calls him up and says, are you going to show up? You were supposed to open up and say, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't want to do it. <laughs> and without even calling, without even notifying, without, you know, there's a generation also here that's, they don't care whether they're employed or not. It, it seems like they're impervious to any uh, expectation and or assumption of, a, of responsibility, but they chase the dollars, they go for whatever, and, you know, that's unfortunate. But I'm still seeing also, I see a lot of people that are having a hard time making ends meet in the retirement world that are going back and taking that welcome welcome to Walmart job right off the front or, or you know, I saw a 92-year-old man working security at an event for a company, a veteran. And it was great to see him there, but he says, well, I enjoy doing this. I, I do it and it helps me out to make ends meet. So good for him. Yeah. But, and it's, that's, that's always going to, I think always going to be the case. I, it goes back to your thing about debt. You know, if you're in a lot of debt, you're going to, that's never a good thing through life. I mean, it, it doesn't really serve a good purpose and, and obviously the older you get, it can, that can really magnify when you retire, you know, if yeah. you're in a lot of debt and, you know, I know some senior, what, what do you got to be 60 to get a reverse mortgage or 62? 62. Yeah. 62. And I think that happens, you know, it's happening. Blair, what are you seeing on that for 2023? Uh, well, again, I, as we see rates come down, we're, if if a reverse mortgage is positioned <laughs> properly, uh, a data point for a reverse mortgages, people don't understand this and don't believe it, but 63% of all reverse mortgages are done by multimillionaires. And the reason is, is that it's a very good, lucrative spot of taking equity out of the home but also if you pay it off, you're borrowing against the home, but there are certain positionings of investments that you are able to, to have along with that. And it's just a positive thing. Now, certain environments, Hey, a reverse mortgage is the only way they're going to make to get food and or take equity out of their home. And uh, the bottom line is that the, the guidelines have changed so positively for the borrower that they're not going to lose the equity that they're giving up. Uh, or that they maintain in the home. So they're not going to lose that generational inheritance. It doesn't go away. It's shared with the bank, but it's still inherited by your children or so forth. So hopefully that can overcome. But as rates get better, I think reverse mortgage will definitely still be utilized and, and be a positive. Uh, one of the neat things I noticed for my own self in this transition 2022 to 23 I changed jobs from Highlands to Cardinal and I went from Cardinal to where I'm able to originate in all 50 States. I'm also, I have access to loans that I hadn't had access to like I 10 loans, like um, some of the cash flow investor portfolio bank statement solutions in-house, as well as the one thing that I really moved for was the VA construction loans. I can be able to do construction loans with custom home builders. And I see this as a great opportunity because people buying property, wanting to build that forever home and they're able to customize that home and they're able to finance it themselves. And they literally 
are able to do under everything under one roof where instead of having the builder build it in a certain way and then finance it and do, uh, you don't have to have two closings, all of those sorts of things are for that. So I'm literally maintained all my loan opportunities, but gained so many more, including location, location, location being I can originate in all 50 states. So that's exciting for me for 2023. I hope reverse mortgages, I answered your question, Alan, on that. I think I see it being utilized much more as the baby boomers continue to age into that 62 and over group. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Tom, I can barely see your face just due to your mark, so I didn't know if you knew that or not. It's just because I'm kind of sitting back relaxing. I understand, but we want to see your pretty shiny face. I mean, Tom, in 2023, I had a question for you because, you know, as a realtor, our biggest dues are due in December. And you see a lot when people get out of the business, they generally do it in December before they have to pay again. And I know it's been a tough year for a lot of realtors, and many have gotten out of the business. And that's the same for lending. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of lenders got out of the business. So what are your prospects when you're teaching realtors and they're coming in? What kind of attitudes do they have and where are they getting their inspiration and, and that kind of a thing? That, to me, that's an interesting you know, dichotomy. Well, I think they look a lot to the instructional part that they get with champions because most everybody that is an instructor is active in the business. Now, if you teach full-time, you're not allowed to be full-time active in the business, but the majority of people are contract teachers and they have the opportunity to share with those people about what they're seeing, what's going on. Um, We try not to candy coat it, but you know, it's it's a positive. When I got in the business, back in off nine, when I got back in the business, you know, you whippersnappers, um, now tell tell us honestly, Tom, how much were caves going for back then? Well, they were. You mean going in 1909? About, you could get a nice cave all decked out for about forty five thousand. I think my oh. first house cost me fifty. So my first cave. Uh, but we were doing contracts on stone tablets at that time too. So a lot of things have changed and improved from that standpoint. But I tell folks that, you know, when I got in the business initially, I really wasn't a consideration of mine. Well, what is the interest rate? What is inflation? Which was, you know, in the teens, both those items. Uh, My thought was all these people are getting discouraged leaving the industry. That leaves more business for me, you know, to have. And so I always try to point that out with the young folks that if people are getting discouraged, then it does mean that you're going to have to work harder. I, I would feel, but at the same time, when you're working harder, you're going to reap more rewards in the long run because of that. So I just, you know, there was this statistic that stuck out with to me this week about realtors, 37% of the people, uh, realtors that rent were, uh, couldn't pay their monthly rent in October. And I think it went up in November from that. So we're talking about, yeah, the economy is devastating from the standpoint of the housing market. But when you're an independent contractor, you can go and do some other things. You can look at investing in property. You can look at, uh, you know, doing uh, instruction if you're good and know what you're doing. 
you can go and property manage. You can go and I mean, there's tons of things out there that are alternatives to fall back on in the real estate business that that's the beauty of being in it. It's not just one tentacle. I got to buy get a buyer and sell them a house or I've got to find a guy that wants to sell his house. I mean, it's much more multi-layered than that. And we try to really teach that that multi-layering allows you flexibility to, you know, go to and gravitate to what you're good at doing. Yep. That's great. And I, I think it's a good time. Um, I always think it's a good time to, to be a realtor. I mean, every, every family right. ought to have one. Right. <laughs> I understand that argument totally. Yeah. Well, you do have to multitask and you do, we have seen the change. A lot of organizations, a lot of lending organizations are closing their doors, cutting back dramatically. Uh, we've had, we've had to, as we call it, cut the fat here. And, you know, that's hard on the industry, but that also means the people that are in the industry are the top of their line, top of the, mar the market and are able to help you out. So uh, that's a good thing as well. But for 2023, uh, I see, I see this market as being contentious. I see builders not building as much, continuing on their profit margin and, and only building when necessary. Uh, a lot of custom home builders are, are going out of business or they're cutting back dramatically to the point of finding that second job or that, as you call it, gig, gig economy job. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting, I think. And I think the first quarter is going to be our real data point for the rest of the year. Well, it's like these. I forgot the guy that said it a long time ago. But, you know, when people are pessimistic about a market, that's the time to buy. And when they're optimistic, that's the time to sell. True today. And I'll tell you right now, the billionaires are buying land that they'll build on. And they're, people are buying right now. They're buying factory equipment when factories go out of business. They're getting a heck of a deal on stuff. That's how it works. We're in a cycle right now. And right now is a great time. I keep saying it. And it's not just because I'm a realtor. It's because I have friends and family members. And, you know, it's just a good time to get out there. If you qualify to buy a home, it's a good time to do it. And if you're not sure about it, talk to Blair. Blair will let you know, and you'll know exactly where you stand. And then I'll be happy to help you find a house. Or if you live in another state, I can help you find somebody to help you buy a house. So, there you, go. you know, it's that's what it's all about right now. When people are pessimistic about stuff, it's a good time to buy. <laughs> that hasn't changed. That is so true. Well, Guys, I think this has been a wonderful year. Thank you so much for uh, the opportunity to partner with you and, and host this show. Uh, I wish y'all, your, your family, a happy new year. And uh, want to thank our producer, oh, Head Monkey Butt. He's awesome, but he is in Michigan where it's very cold. And I believe it's supposed to be in the, the nines up there during this time so um we'll start to plow ma mark mark i hope you're staying warm and and is wishing everybody is, is, is a gas in the generator honey <laughs> <laughs> wishing what? everybody a happy happy new year i'm blair thomas and i'm tom Hall. i'm alan pace god happy bless new happy year. new year we'll see you next year happy new year everybody <laughs>